with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Garrett T. Caps, how are you, man? Very, very good. Very, very good. It's very, very good to have you here at Diddy TV today, all the way from San Antonio. Yes. What's life like down there, man? Life in San Antonio is uh, very groovy. Lots of uh, good vibrations happening there. I think I feel them right now. That's good. All the way from, from San Antonio to Memphis. Yes. Definitely. And you're, uh, you know, you're involved there and big part of the scene, you know, hosting shows and things. How's that going? It's going great. I'm uh, involved with, a, for lack of a better term, a hip honky-tonk called the Lonesome Rose. We host a lot of, uh, you know, honky-tonk bands, touring and regional including myself, and uh, we do some touring acts from time to time that aren't just honky-tonk bands, but uh, trying to make a difference in the wonderful city of San Antonio. Which has a rich history in Texas. Oh, yeah, for sure. But does it get overlooked? Absolutely, the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Spurs are a good example of this. Uh, the Spurs are fundamentally wonderful organization and in their heyday seemed like uh like espn or whatever sports um networks they people didn't they weren't favored but they were kicking ass and uh that's how i still feel about san antonio in a lot of ways i feel like the secret might be might be getting out though people are starting to show up because uh there's lots of opportunity, low rent, uh, affordable housing, and uh, killer times. And pro close proximity to a lot of other places people want to be in Texas. But San Antonio uh, has been around. You hear it in the songs. You uh, read about it in the history books. We're a, a weathered ciudad. Ciudad is Spanish. I see the Spanish culture uh, influence in you, you know. Tell me about that. I'm just around uh, a lot of that. That's about it. Yeah. Really. I, I grew up in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, we have this thing called Fiesta in San Antonio that's like, uh, it's like a Mardi Gras kind of thing. And we would go, my family and I would go into uh, the downtown area and... I would hang out with people drinking wineritas because they weren't real margaritas and listening to Tejano music and Conjunto music. And I remember hearing uh, the Texas Tornadoes, um, their song, Hey Baby, Que Paso was really popular. Um, it was like the anthem of the city for a time. And that was like a interesting uh, glimpse into like the heavy culture that San Antonio has to offer and has embedded within it uh, as a suburban white boy. Um, these things have been retained, and I'm proud of them now. So they're probably in my music in some way. It's my understanding that you started on drums? Yes. 
Yeah, I still play drums from time to time, but uh, I am a drummer. You're, you're drawn to the, the rhythms of, of Tejano music and the other sorts of branches of that? Absolutely. Um, I've had to learn a little bit about polkas and whatnot, but uh, I'm down with it. Yeah. Drums are, uh, are my thing, or one of them. Yeah. When was it that you picked up the guitar? I probably started writing songs like eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. But seriously, probably in the last five years. And it wasn't always country music, honky-tonk music, uh, even Americana music for you. Yeah, I've always wanted to make rock and roll and stuff happen. It's just, uh, and I, I think it's still probably prevalent within the music, but I've, I've like really been pursuing writing songs, not like as a songwriter that's like trying to sell songs to mm-hmm. other artists but like the craft of the song so i like playing loud guitars and i've written some loud guitar music and stuff like that but i'm still like lyrics and stuff are still coming to me and i'm the whole process of writing a lyric lyrically and musically cohesive and effective song that i'm personally proud of um, i'm still working on that so, if I can conquer that in my own mind, then I might go back to trying to make loud rock and roll, heavy metal, or something. But till then, I'm still writing songs on a guitar. That's all I'm focused on, musically. Well, as of today, what does the word Americana mean to you? I mean, my mind, when I hear the word Americana, I revert to some of my heroes, like Lucinda Williams or... Rardell Keene or Steve Earle or Gillian Welch. Um, I just think of like an amalgamation of American roots music. Um, It can be a lot of different things. But uh, I hear country rock when I think of Americana. I hear uh, electric, clean electric tube driven guitar. Um, Palatable and not too bluesy (laughs) music. By those artists, seems like Americana to me. Now, I know blues and all that can probably fall under that umbrella as well. But uh, I think of someone like Lucinda Williams, who's just like a cross, she's like a cross-cultural um, icon in a lot of ways. And Steve Earle played a big role in your life, right? Yeah, Steve Earle's from San Antonio, the San Antonio area. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as uh, opening my eyes to like a... Br- like a bridging country and rock and roll together, Steve Roll definitely helped me understand that a bit more. And then getting into his music got me into like all a lot of the other Texas greats that you hear him talk about and pay tribute to all the time. Uh like Townsend Guy and all the classics. But uh Steve Roll it resonated with me first and foremost, then I found out he was from my area. So he grew up really liking Doug Somm and stuff, so I have a respect for him, especially. Congratulations on one year anniversary of In the Shadows Again. It's an excellent album. Um, Thank you. I'm interested in the recording history there and who was involved, where you did that, and uh, how you're feeling one year later. So we recorded it in an art gallery in South San Antonio in uh, April of 2000. 17 it took about a year to get it out it was self-released um 
we recorded just it wasn't it was like a relatively DIY effort. Um, there were some magical moments. Uh, it was a tough record to make. I was just telling some of the guys in the band uh, yesterday, I think, that this really legendary steel player named BJ Cole, who's like the UK steel player of all time to this day. He's played on like very famous recordings, and he's just like the session go-to guy. He was vacationing in San Antonio for the first time. He'd been going to Austin on vacation for 20 years, and he happened to be in San Antonio like a few blocks away from where we were recording, and he played on some of the songs. But he specializes in like a atmospheric pedal steel stuff, which with the crew and the band that I was I worked on that record with, we wanted to push some boundaries and embed atmospheres into the songs. And all of a sudden, this like like atmospheric pedal steel legend was playing on the record. Which, if we lived in Austin, that wouldn't be that big of a deal because there's like legendary dudes and dudettes hanging out everywhere. But in San Antonio, that doesn't happen all the time. That someone like from across the pond is just there that specializes in that stuff. So he played on the record. Other than that, my friend Justin Boyd processes my uh, acoustic guitar through his modular synth rack. And that whole album was us figuring out how we were going to um, involve all of that. It was definitely like within the parameters. Like we had to involve it. And I, want, I wanted to make sure that we did that. So there are different parts of the album where you can hear um, the mel melody or noises that he created within these Texas-style um, songs. So what's been cool about that record is that I self-released it, and it's definitely like caught the attention of people that I would never have thought would listen to my music, but it's because it's a little different, I think. Like the, the European market latched onto it relatively quickly. I saw that. It did well on the chart over there, the, the Americana music chart. Yeah, their Americana, Euro Americana music charts, or whatever it's called. I'm sure you did not expect that. No, but looking back at it, it was subconsciously deliberate. Like, my market is the European market, and I didn't know I was making a record for the European market at the time. But uh, What do you think specifically in Europe? Where? Yeah, like, who is it? Is it the Italian folks? or? Uh, um... The Netherlands has really okay. latched onto it. I've already been there once. I'm going back in September. Oh, cool. Um, but, I mean, they're just like freaks for weird country music, apparently. Why do you think that is? I think that uh, they view music at, like they put it on the same level as just like high art. And mm -hmm. they just, and it's just foreign and interesting enough. And, like, it also derives from like their culture from a long time ago like the the whole americana genre mm -hmm. it's just like a new take on european music european folk music european folk music but yeah they dig it so that's cool well that's very cool it's good to hear man uh you hear in memphis tennessee hear a lot about uh mississippi hill country music 
I'm curious what it's like being from San Antonio, growing up and hearing about Texas hill country music and uh, what hill country music there really is to you. What's cool about the geography of San Antonio is that uh, in the burbs that I grew up in, like we're right on like the fault line where the hill country starts. So, and that culture is like pretty dense. And that's where like a shitload of like the heavy hitters that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Austin's part of the hill country and Lukenbach and Bandera and Helotes and San Marcos, like it's all there. So I kind of like when I was younger, I started going to like more country oriented shows with my friends mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school and it kind of like, opened my eyes to the culture that exists surrounding that kind of music. So that's when I got into like Robert Lilkeen and some more party-oriented Texas music. But it all has to do with the hill country scene. Like, uh, There's just something about the atmosphere. And it's, it's like the pedal steel kind of sounds like the hill country to me um, for whatever reason. But uh, it's just a dense music scene with a lot of history, and a lot of it's based around these days. Uh, the kind of music I play, progressive country music, I owe a lot to uh, the heyday of 70s Austin cosmic outlaw country, already the world headquarters stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, learning about all the, the dance halls and stuff, throughout Texas um, where like Bob Wills and Ray Price and all of the great Western swing players uh, played all the time. I've learned that like a ton of the dance halls are in in, like central Texas in the hill country. And there's a a lot more in Texas, but it's just a dense area full of uh, people that moved here from Germany and Czechoslovakia and you name it. I don't really know, but that's why like Tex-Mex music involves the polka Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So to me, hill country music from Texas means uh, all of what I just said. (laughs) All right. How'd you get connected with the tender things? One of my hometown uh, bands that backs me up is called the Three Timers. And I formed them specifically to play like actually specifically to play a venue in Austin called the White Horse Mm -hmm. and it's like a more alternative honky tonk but definitely um, involves the alternative um, country western two-stepping culture and then some that Austin's kind of known for and uh, I have I don't know you got to play a 90 minute set. People got to dance to your music. So I formed a band called the three timers, which ended up being more of like a cowpunk band, but definitely danceable music. So we could play the white horse and other Austin venues. But, uh, that's how I met them. I think we played a bill with them uh, a year and a half ago. And of all the bands that we've shared a bill with there, like they definitely rocked more than some of the other bands. We're allowed rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. And, they have a rock and roll vibe to them, and 
I don't know. We just got to talking. I team up with musicians and stuff to go on tours. So I'm trying to get my name out there. And they recorded a really badass new album that's going to be released. And my new album's coming out in August. And we're just trying to uh, make a scene and meet people and just get out of town. How's the new album going to sound? The new album is my deliberate Texas record. I like I that. I teamed up with uh, Adam Oder. The He's a veteran engineer and producer. Worked with Lloyd Maines for a long time. Now he does his own stuff, but he's produced like or engineered um, so many classic Texas records. And, and uh, he's... He works at the Moon Pie specifically mm-hmm. these days, who I know you all have hosted. And uh, I wanted to make that Texas record that I've always wanted to hear myself performing. Um, but then it's not just some Texas record. There's atmospheres and weirdness and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it has some of my best songwriting to date. So I'm hoping that uh, the, gr- the greater Texas scene adopts it because... There's a lot of people around to support that kind of music. What label is that going to be released through? Shotgun House Records. It's a label that my friend and I run, which I'm basically the only artist on it until further notice. Okay, cool. And is there a name yet? It's called All Right, All Night. Okay. It comes out August 30th. All right. Um, I think it should be all right. I'm already ready for the next record. Yeah. We played a song off of the next record that hasn't been recorded yet today. What was that? Fast, Cruel, and Wild. (laughs) It's just a ridiculous song, like a lot of my songs are. But it's catchy, so that works. Cool. And you're heading out on the road. you got some shows. I know you're playing Pickathon. Pickathon. That's exciting. It's going to be awesome. And then you're going back to Europe, you said? In September. So lots of good things ahead of you. Yeah, getting going. Uh, Trying not to slow down. Very good. Well, keep it up, man. Yeah, thanks for having us here. Thank you. Right on. Thanks, Sam. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar... You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.